welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm here today with Kalidas Hansen. And Kalidas was a guest in episode 73, which was released on October 8th. We spoke back in September, and that, and that one came out on October 8th. Kalidas is a Vedic astrologer who lives in California. And in that discussion, we talked about a lot of things. One of those being the importance of Saturn as it moves through the zodiac, as well as several other planetary movements which significantly impact life. And I wanted to talk to him again because December 2020 is projected to be a huge month. And on the winter solstice, which is December 21st, there will be a rare conjunction of, of Ju- uh, Jupiter and Saturn. And that will create a radiant point of light that's often referred to as a star of Bethlehem. And apparently the last time they were this close together was March 4th, 1226. Mm. So it's going to, apparently I was reading about it and it's just going to be like really beautiful and bright and big. And um, so I I was curious, this is one of the things I wanted to get your input on. um, If you have any insight onto the importance of this, you know, them being so close together in the night sky or not. (laughs) Yeah, the, um, well, first of all, Kara, thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here and have a place to share this absolutely fascinating information because astrology is, it's largely responsible for the events on earth. You can see it mirrored in the way the energy, the energy is in the Zodiac and with the events are occurring on earth. It's, it's always stunningly accurate and all the planets move at different speeds. So if you think of that game, musical chairs, Mm -hmm. where you're all running around a big circle of chairs and then they suddenly they stop the music and everybody sits down. That's kind of how a birth chart works. And in this case, we're looking at the chart for December 21st, 2020. And it just happens to be the day in which Jupiter, who circles the zodiac every 12 years, passes right by Saturn, who circles the zodiac every 28 and a half years. So you see they're at different speeds. One has a larger circle to traverse, apparently, that's Saturn, it takes 28 and a half years, but they lap each other. If you think about like a racetrack and different speeds, eventually the person going faster will lap that -hmm. person and they'll be right head on with them when they're lapping them. It'll almost look like they're racing, except Mm -hmm. that Jupiter's faster. He's already lapped Saturn many times. So when they lap each other, this is called an exact conjunction. And as far as the, the 1200 uh, date on mm-hmm. where on them being that close, my education is more in Vedic astrology and less in astronomy. So that's actually news to me too. I'm really fascinated by it because the, out of all the Saturn-Jupiter conjunctions that could happen, in Capricorn is the most significant and possibly the most alarming and that's where they'll be. They'll be and that's where they are. They're, they're yeah, there and now. It's, okay. It, yeah, and why is that alarming? It's because Capricorn is the root chakra of every human being. It's where the journey, we go up the spine to the frontal cortex in the brain where the sun is and all the planets correspond to chakras. 
and we end up back at the bottom at Saturn, the first chakra, who rules Capricorn, and that constellation is is located there in the inner zodiac, in our in our nervous system. So, what does that mean? It means that our security, our foundation, uh, all that we think we need for survival, uh, is is right there with Saturn. And when Saturn goes through Capricorn, he's going to kind of clean that constellation. He's a purification planet. And if our root chakra, meaning if our foundations of the world are not clean, even if it's like mold grown really deep layers, he's going to have to chunk it all out and clean that. And if you put Jupiter with Saturn in Capricorn, Jupiter is badly afflicted because Capricorn is a practical sign. It wants to have all the answers before it makes a decision. And Jupiter is a planet of faith. It thrives on intuition and childlike awareness of God's presence. And and when that's in Capricorn and Saturn's there, it's in a battle. Hmm. We're talking about a battle between good and evil. And that's what's happening on the planet right now. And on the 21st, we see the crescendo. It comes to a climax. Really? And Jupiter gains. Jupiter will gain ground on mm-hmm. Saturn on this day. But in the morning, it's rising in the east. And at the same moment, Mars moves into Aries. And Mars moving into Aries is kind of like a bowl in a china shop. Wait, at and the same, you, on the solstice, Mars the is going to change the zodiac as well? Yeah, the same two hours that Saturn and Jupiter become exactly conjunct and Jupiter begins to move past Saturn, Mars moves into Aries. Oh, wow. And what, what this, to me, Capricorn is an Earth sign and it's a root chakra sign. And we're talking about kind of the stable foundation of Earth. Hmm. And, and then you put Mars in Aries and it could tip a balance. You're talking about pressure. On if you you can think about it as the um, the mag the, the scales what do they call it the San Andreas fault line mm-hmm. uh, it's propped up on these two rocks and they're kind of like pitching a tent and they're they're gonna fall that's what the geologists tell us and if you put Mars in Aries it's kind of putting a sudden jolt on something already that's really under a lot of pressure and stress yeah. and so this got. Uh, then my wife, who watches uh, in- interesting things on on YouTube sometimes with uh, sadhus and, and yoga programs and things, she came across this sadhu, sadhu Sundar Selvaraj, Sundar, S-U-N-D-A-R, Selvaraj, S-E-L-V-A-R-A-J. And he is predicting a gigantic continent-splitting earthquake. Oh my. And and when I heard that, it all rang true with this Capricornian Saturn Jupiter battle and Mars going into Aries. And then so so that coupled with the fact that the United States is in a period of deep transformative karma. It's going through a, a death, a rebirth, and a transformation. And that's the the Rahu Dasha that that the United States is in right now. And Saturn is crossing over the United States natal moon. 
So you add in all these pressures and then you push Mars into Aries, which is kind of like pushing the red button. Well, literally, you're talking about something Mars. Certainly, yeah. th- this will be a, a significant month in which I can't say that I predict an earthquake, that I know it's going to happen, but something's going to happen. Whenever Saturn and Jupiter cross paths like this, if you search history, you'll find inevitably major events. Some of the most bloody Civil War battles of the American Civil War happened when Saturn and Jupiter were exactly conjunct in Leo. Mm. So Leo is the top of the chakras. That's the spiritual eye. And that was a fight for freedom. It was a fight with slave owners, people who wanted to enslave humanity and, and create a communist regime. And it's in that might happen again. That same type of battle's happening. But instead of talking about all external world events, primarily, I think it's very essential that each human recognize this is happening inside you. Mm. It's way more important for our progress than to be tied up in the external events because they will be chaotic and unexpected and probably uh, world shaking. But what about inside? That's going to shake your foundation. This Saturn and Jupiter, you feel that today. Mm. And we're going to feel it on the 21st when it cro- when it's exactly conjunct. And also there's some, there's a couple days before in which the moon crosses right over that. So we're going to get inside. If you're sensitive, you'll be able to feel and know about this battle between good and evil happening inside you. And to me, that star of Bethlehem, that Jupiter and Saturn getting really bright, that's auspicious, not just for external events shifting and this world becoming a better place. That will happen. We're in an ascending yuga. That's guaranteed. But what about you and me? We want to use this precious short life experience and the events therein to evolve our own consciousness. So beware of Saturn in yourself. That part of you that that thinks that it knows the facts about the situation and bases its projection of the future on what it thinks it knows about those facts. That's not the path if we want to be happy and at peace in a time of world strife. We have to find that Jupiter and we have to divorce ourselves from our adult mind and re-enter into the child who trusts its mother, who's running this universe, even though there's rakshasas and demons running around, she's in ultimate control. And so it's a battle for the faith of humanity. Do we believe in God? America was founded on that, on that belief that, you, that, that God exists and you can seek him however you feel. And we're in danger of that being threatened externally. But also, what about internally? Are we becoming like a, a little child and doing the spiritual work, which, which involves cultivation of faith, not practicality, mm. not excluding others because they might be diseased? Jupiter would be like St. Francis who hugged the leper mm-hmm. and he became Christ. 
So we're talking about the difference between faith and practicality. And these two planets are going to clash. So it might be a beautiful, bright star, but this often how God triggers humanity's growth is through struggle. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. That's important for us to affirm because it's going to look bad, I think. Yeah. So it, go ahead. Go ahead. I was curious. You said that there would be two other dates before the solstice where mm -hmm. you might um, notice within yourself. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give us those, those dates? Sure. So the moon is what we feel in our egoic nature. It's what you wake up to every morning, unless you're transcended and in samadhi while you sleep, then you wake up to the moon and its moods. Mm -hmm. And that's because the moon has moved since you fell asleep and went in the subconscious. And the moon has to do with your emotional response to this world, the reflection. How do you reflect back to this world? Is it a, a negative? Is it a shadow? Are you shadowed or do you bring a lot of light to this world? And when the moon goes through the Saturn and Jupiter conjunction, it's going to feel that battle between good and evil, like I say. And now let me find those dates. It's the 16th, the 17th, and the 18th. Mm -hmm. So it's building up. This is going to be an important week, that the week that, that involves the 16th, the 17th, and the 18th going up to the 21st. Actually, what I, what I have in my notes here is that Saturn and Jupiter become within one degree on the 13th. So this is when the exact conjunction is considered the exact, is when it's less than a degree. Okay. But when it, when it becomes exact, that's on the solstice. And that's pretty auspicious that, that all these things would come together, you know, at the same time. I know, and there's more. Because there's also the Ursid's meteor shower. I don't know if I'm saying that right. correctly, but on right. the solstice, there is there is it the Ursids? Is that how you say it? Do you know? I think so. Yeah. Um, so that meteor shower will be peaking also on December 21st. Which, so again, That's major. you know, yeah, you've got this conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. You've got the solstice itself, and then you have this meteor shower. So I'm not even an astrologer and this seems way beyond yeah. coincidence. Yeah. I mean, it seems yeah. divine. We're, we're talking, we're talking about this because we need to be, and we need to be prepared inwardly mm -hmm. for what happens. And Yogananda said in the 1950s, he was gazing at the future and he had the power to see past, present, future. Mm -hmm. And he said, you have no idea what a terrible cataclysm is coming. And we haven't seen it yet. We haven't. And we, as a, I am a disciple of Yogananda, I have researched and been fascinated by that statement. Mm -hmm. And it's partially why I think he drew me to astrology is just to have greater awareness during this time in which I myself could be my own spiritual life could be threatened by my response to world events if I don't have a certain level of insight and objectivity. And that's what I wish for everyone. But Krishna says one in a thousand are seeking God. So yeah. we're blessed, I think, if we're tuning into information like this at this time, because it's, it's very, this, 
this event that's coming, it's encouraging us to prepare, to be perhaps even to take a day of silence before the solstice and, and focus on your true reality. That would, that would strengthen your Jupiter. What we want is fearlessness. Mm-hmm. And, and what, how do we get that? Well, Jesus said perfect love casts out all fear. Jupiter is perfect love. Saturn is fear. So you, the individual, get to find out who's winning the battle inside you. Isn't that so much more important than our perception of what might happen in the future externally? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So the, the new moon will also be very unstable, which uh, it's, it's going to happen on the 12th and 13th. And when the, when the moon moves into Sagittarius, it always goes through a little period called Gandanta. And Gandanta is just a place of instability. It's, it's always happening between a water sign and a fire sign. And it's the, the doorway in between. And it just so happens that the new moon occurs right in that doorway, which means the moon and the sun move simultaneously through that Gandanta position. Uh, the early part of Sagittarius is what I'm referring to. As the moon makes its way through the zodiac, it, it moves 13 degrees and 20 minutes daily. So does it move through different zodiacs throughout the day, or how often, how, how often does it? Every two and a half days, the moon will change signs. Okay. But every day, the moon changes what's called nakshatras, and nakshatras are greater divisions in the zodiac that the Indians found. Uh-huh. Aside from Pisces, Aries, Scorpio, mm-hmm. there's 27 different nakshatras that fit within the zodiac. And uh, an astrologer is usually pretty aware of what those nakshatras are because it's a, it's a deeper layer of study there that you go into for what nakshatra is the moon in today? Yeah. And how did my day go? Yeah. And astrologers are always case studying their own life with how the moon is in its own nakshatra, what, what nakshatra is it in and, and all of that. I think you, you know, you, you highlight a really important point, which is bringing this in, you know, you talk about it being, a, a, you're a case study for yourself to be like, yeah. oh, this, I know that this alignment happened and I feel this way. Um, and I think that, you know, it's easy for people if you're not really attuned to what is going on cosmology wise, galactically, um, to just not make that connection, um, and, and so I appreciate that you highlighted that point because we are moving into, into just some potentially tumultuous times. And, and so we may be seeing things as like, oh, we might see this reflected in the external. It could mean, you know, big, you know, planetary changes that are outside of my control. But, but the important thing is what is this feeling like inside and then taking some responsibility and some comfort, you know, like today in my morning meditation, I was, and I don't know what's going on planetarily today. Today's December 8th as we record this, but I got really agitated and I was doing Kriya yoga, which is, um, you know, Yogananda was a, he brought Kriya to the West. Um, and it's part of Kriya is, 
a breathing technique. And so I just noticed like this agitation and like a real restlessness in my heart to the extent that I had to take my, uh, my top layer off. I got like hot and I was like, I just feel like Mm -hmm. just weird and, um, and, and kind of hot, but agitated and a little bit anxious, but for no, nothing that I could pinpoint that was causing, and I don't, um, usually have anxiety or anything. So I was Mm -hmm. in a certain way, it brought extra compassion to me when I, because I know a lot of people who do suffer with it. So I was like, you know, this is good to kind of feel what, what people feel and be able to relate on a more experiential basis. But, but it was weird and out of the blue. And so it's just interesting how this, these things can manifest personally. Right. And, and you never know if that's just karma leaving you when you, when you experience a state, it's a, it's a cycle happening and uh, every cycle is temporary. Mm-hmm. And when you when you do an intestinal cleanse, usually before you pass something really harsh out of your body, you really feel sick. Yeah. So I like to relate that to when we go through these periods, we're becoming aware of something that we we have the opportunity now to be free of. That's why Yogananda said that there's no real obstacles in life. There's only opportunities, mm-hmm. either to transcend the karma or to reaffirm its boundary around your consciousness. Today, Mars and the moon are exactly opposed. Mars is in Pisces. The moon is in Virgo. Those are opposite signs. So we're aware, and it will happen for the next two days. Mars and the moon are exactly opposed. So that's that could explain something that Mm. that I mean, because when you said the thing about this morning, I remembered my morning, too. (laughs) Yeah, and I I was I was uh, certainly upset this morning Mm -hmm. about some things that are going on in my own personal life. They involve my child and his school, and it's very very personal emotions involved. Mm -hmm. But you look at the zodiac and you see, oh, this is all part of the cycle. Yeah, (laughs) to become to become aware of my darkness is not bad. Yeah, that's good. Right, right. So Saturn and Jupiter kind of play this shadow game. Where Jupiter says, I'm I'm pure, but Saturn kind of gets in the way and says, but you need to grow up. You can't just remain a child. Mm-hmm. But the saints, if you're a yogi, you want to become a saint, not a not a practicalist, you know, yeah. or a, a businessman. And the saints, if you have met one, you'll see that there's one very outstanding quality in their consciousness, and it's that they don't worry. Mm-hmm. They have conquered the battle between Jupiter and Saturn. And it ultimately has to do with the moon and sun. Who do you think you are? Do you think you're Kara? Do I think I'm Kalidas? Probably most of the time we do think that. But what about those times in which we're in God and in a place of peace and self-offering? We get to taste our real self. And that is not Kara or Kalidas. That's the one being that that really wants us to become aware of what we what we are. Right. Yeah. So there's a great there's a great story in the script the scriptures of a, a lady named Drupadi, and she was uh, in a village of great famine. They were passing through a period of great famine. Again, temporary cycle, very concerning for the security of the village. 
And a lot of people were going very deep in their prayer as a result of this great, great challenge. And Drupadi was doing Krishna mantra. And Krishna appeared to her and he said, Drupadi, you have been so devoted, even through this great hard time. I want to offer you a boon. Whatever you want, I will give to you. And you'd think, practical, get rid of the famine. Yeah. Very interesting, her response. She says, Krishna, I see that my village is going deeper than ever in their true reality and spirit. All I ask is that you continue the famine. Wow. Very, very interesting perspective. Yeah. And, and I think if we can understand that in our own life, that these dark obstacles reflect back to us where our shadows lie. And if we can work on ourselves to remove those, the, the job is done. Yeah. And we're talking about if you... If you don't like a situation externally that you're attracting, you must change your inner magnetism if you'd like to attract something different. And this is the process. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to yeah. talk the ear off. I'd like to hear a, more of your questions. Well, that's <laughs> no, that's beautiful, though. And, and I also wanted to go back to something that you said about, mm. and it's related to that. It's doing the work. So... The dates that you've told us, so even, you know, you, I think the first one with the moon was the 13th. Is that right? So the, the closest one is five days away. And I, yeah, but I would even start today because okay. since Mars is with the moon, there's, there's already, I'm not going to go on a long tangent here, but mm -hmm. I just want to say we're already in the battle. It's okay. really, it's really happening already. All okay. sorts of things are in place for the stress is building, or let's say the, yeah. the pressure and something's going to pop. Right. But I'd like to hear what you were saying. I'm well, sorry for interrupting. No, that's, no, it's good. It's good info. Mm -hmm. I've got to get this recording out as soon as possible. <laughs> like it starts today. I've got to get this, uh, this out. But, um, so you talked about potentially going into solitude. I'm wondering if you have some, uh, some ideas for how people can begin to prepare for this, you know, mm -hmm. to, to do, to get through this with as much grace as possible. What are some recommendations? One thing that came to mind to give mm -hmm. you a moment to reflect, uh, yeah. is, is like a detox. Um, you know, you talk about like if you do a parasite cleanse and yeah. how you feel right before you release. Um, yeah. and I know I did a parasite cleanse a few, maybe, maybe two or three months ago. Um, and they're pretty that I feel like that's kind of low hanging fruit for people because in my experience, I, I mean, I have done Yogananda's nine day cleanse, um, a couple of times, um, which I'm sure does remedy parasites as well, but that's so it's pretty intense. And so the mm -hmm. parasite cleanse that I did was like, I, it was herbal. So I took some herbal supplements and I didn't necessarily have to change, do a drastic change of diet. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know if there are things that come I like to your mind. point about it being low-hanging fruit mm -hmm. uh, and that, that it's universal, that most people can reach it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the, the awareness of how we take care of our physical bodies at this time is, is important, but also the, the inner peace level 
will be equated to how childlike you are in God's arms. And if you don't have a divine connection at this time, then that fear is certain to be dominating. So the, the childlike awareness is, is saying, I don't know what's happening, but I have seen how this world works. And when big things occur, uh, everybody learns. It's like a school. And so why not just take my place as a student rather than as like trying to teach everybody something? And uh, that's also Saturn and Jupiter in Capricorn. Uh, Jupiter is wanting to be humble and learn. Uh, and it, it trusts its teacher. But Saturn's attached to what he thinks he knows. And this, again, take that inward because that's very important for each of us. We are attached to what we think we know. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the biggest attachment probably of all, as uh, my beautiful teacher and friend, Nayaswami Asha, said oh, to me, yeah. yeah, she said, the best tests on the path are the ones where you know that you're right, mm -hmm. and you still have to let go of it. Mm. And, and I once said to her, we talked uh, about this subject, and I said to her, is that because the biggest chunks of ego can move then? Seems like it. Yeah. When you get to let go of something you know you know, and you still got to let it go, yeah. a big piece of that Saturnian attached ego can go with it. And that's the purpose of life, is to be freed from that separate individualistic egoic consciousness. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's always God's goal. And they say that Jupiter is the guru. Oh. In India, they say Jupiter is the guru. Okay. And they, they also say that Venus, which is the, the planet that fulfills our desires, Venus is the, the teacher of the demons. Mm -hmm. And they say Jupiter is the teacher of the devas or angels. Okay. And it's, it's kind of like Venus gives us what we want so that we can eat as much candy as we want and then feel sick and learn from that. That's Venus's way of teaching us through overindulgence and the resulting duality, the dip, okay. the other side of the okay. yin and yang. Yeah, great analogy. But then the, the Jupiter, being the teacher of the devas, teaches through being us being able to release what we think we know mm -hmm. and say my guru knows mm -hmm. and i don't i don't have to know all i have to do is ask my guru or god mm -hmm. or whatever it is in inside that i consult with for for guidance and i would sincerely hope that People all over the world are tuning into their need mm -hmm. for God at this time. Right. Just to go on a little bit of a tangent, I would say that the United States moon in, is in the third house of freedom. And that's free choice, free will. It's hobbies, interests, friendships, and all the things that we do, apparently, by our own desire. And you know, America, we love our freedom. Oh, yeah. The, the land of the free. Yeah. And uh, how free are we 
If we drink beer and watch TV and eat backyard barbecue and call that freedom, well, that might be fun, but we'll probably get a headache and be a little dense mentally in the morning and have a stomach ache, perhaps. And where will all that joy have gone? See, that's very temporary, and it's a dance with duality. So what is freedom? The United States, if you're in the United States, you can play a valuable role in helping humanity move forward at this time by asking yourself these questions. What is freedom? Am I free when I just do whatever I want? Or am I free when I feel guided by wisdom? Because the, the, the United States having that third house moon is a little arrogant. And that's a, that's a big quality in our country. It's how we attracted the current character who's uh, reflecting back to us. Mm -hmm. That would be the president of the United States. There's differing opinions on it, but probably most of us can agree that his character can appear pretty arrogant right. sometimes. And that's a reflection to our nation of us thinking that we're free and that we have it all together. And God's going to tear apart this nation if we don't get humble and realize we need his guidance. This nation was founded one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. If we don't uphold those things, then I don't think America will stand after this cycle's over. Yeah, yeah, that's it's so true that that opposition between personal freedom and spiritual freedom and right. That's the point of the U.S. chart right mm -hmm. now. It's that it's going through this recognition again, but this time there's a lot of things in place to, to kind of shift it in a powerful way. Mm -hmm. Saturn and Jupiter cross over each other uh, every 12-ish 12, 12 years. Mm -hmm. And it could be more like 15 because of the different speeds of the planets. But that happens a lot. But does it always happen on the solstice with Mars moving into Aries during a meteor shower in which the moon is also unstable there's so there's so many elements that it's almost inevitable that yeah. this will be an unforgettable month and that yeah. this energy we're looking at in the zodiac is speaking to us of something very powerful that's going to occur yeah and i i think it will have to do with our freedom ultimately us recognizing that we have to be a spiritual country and that if we don't follow wisdom and if we don't seek higher values and god within then ultimately no nation will stand it, yeah. so america is in the sadi sati process and a lot of people when they go through that if they resist and stay arrogant and say nothing's going to change my mind they die or they, their life falls apart. Hmm. And that's simply because they have failed to work on their reactive process. The guru that I follow, Yogananda, put a lot of emphasis on one mastering the reactive process because your karma is going to come to you. Yeah. And, but it's how you respond to that karma. You can respond with Saturn, and that would be very attached. And Saturn and Mars together that when, when they get together, they create warfare usually because Mars is passion and Saturn is attachment. And if you have two different people with two different attachments, but their Saturns are strong, 
they're going to want to kill each other mm. over those attachments. So when this, when this cycle goes by us personally, we want to kind of internalize all these meanings. We're talking about a battle going on inside, and we don't want to get too attached to our expectations of the outcome, but work on our Jupiterian self, which is that says that this is God's world. I'm only here for a little bit. It's a school. I'm meant to learn a lot here. So let me behave like an attentive student. And one of the ways that we can get real good tutoring is through prayer, asking that God explain to us or give us a sign. Or if we're feeling depressed, that he give us a friend or, or something to uplift us. So this may, I, I'm going to guess that this is not um, on your radar because I don't think it's really to do, you made the, the uh, differentiation early on between astrology and astronomy. And I think this is more really on the astronomy side but there are mystics who are talking about this plasmic wave that's approaching the earth and it's really predicted to become impactful from the 12th, 1212 to about January 14th. And apparently this has been prophesized through the ages and is also being observed by scientists that they've been able to, you know, that wow. science has been watching this plasmic wave move through the galaxy and the impact that it's had on star systems and planets as it's moved through. Um, wow. Is this, it's like plasmic. It's also been called the pho photon belt. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know. Is this in your sights at all? Uh, no, but it's, it certainly adds to the auspiciousness of the occasion that yeah. to me, that sounds like the biggest piece of info besides perhaps what the sadhu is predicting. Yeah. And this, this sadhu I mentioned, he's, in my opinion, I've watched other things, and he, he's a real sadhu. He's yeah. not a fake. He, he's already predicted correct things, and he's having, he's having visions, and he's warning humanity. Sri Teswar said that we move in these cycles we call yugas. Yes, and, and that's our, what I was wondering if this was related to, because apparently this is not, we have not received this influx of plasmic light for 12,000 years. Right. So right. carry on with uh, Sri Yukteswar. If that, is, if that is indeed true, then this may be a rite of passage mm. for the earth. And we know nothing about it because we're children. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we, if there's one authority we might trust in at this time, it is the saints and the sadhus. Yeah. So there's a lot of people struggling in the world at this time. And that's what happens when Saturn and Jupiter get together. And civil war is one example. Another example is when Saturn was in Capricorn. Uh, last time we had a, a big change in, uh, it was the, the Rodney King riots. Oh, gosh, yes. What a shift that was. Yeah, you go back another 28 and a half years, you reach the JFK assassination and the civil rights movement. Oh, my goodness. There's yes. a, when, when Saturn goes through Capricorn, he... Uh, what, what I've seen in the pattern is organized crime always takes a hit. Mm. And that's very good because the underground corruption in our world today is poof, 
you don't believe it's happening by now is you better put your nose back in the sand because there is some seriously diabolical energy at the top of our world leadership. And we're becoming aware of that. I think it has to do with the coming change. Yeah. We're kind of getting the, the idea that we're, we're, uh, we're in need of a big change. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you kind of have to know it first before. You... Yeah, there's a there's a, a mystical woman who I I like to keep and keep. I, I like to watch and see what she's talking about. Her name's Sandra Sandra Walter, and um, she calls what is coming. She calls this pl- uh, plasmic wave that's coming a, a revelation wave that one of the things one of the effects of it will be just reveal just reveal wow. reveal reveal i like that yeah i like that very much because yeah. uh uh part of the reason our saturn and jupiter has well this is me blaming an external thing mm-hmm. but i believe that part of the reason saturn and jupiter have become so agitated during this t- this meeting that they're having is because of the inscrupulous characters on our planet and those who run our news medias and things. Mm-hmm. So, so that that's Saturn. They're attached to their idea of what the narrative should be for humanity. But Jupiter won't be influenced by Saturn if he's strong. Mm-hmm. He'll know that Saturn's just attached, so his vision is very slim. A child can be present and see more than an adult often. So Jupiter will be where the answers are. And that, that I, again, I must bring that back to each individual, is when, when this erupts, if the volcanoes erupt, it could very well be the time. Mm. Uh, if this happens, what's going on inside you? Can you get Jupiter to be your guide, which would mean that you're, you're going to trust that there's a bigger power in charge of the shift that we're witnessing. And yes, death and destruction, it happens all over our planet every day. So the fact that it would be increased for a time by world events, uh, that's karma. Mm-hmm. And nothing really dies. The, the masters tell us that we enter into the astral world when we leave this body. So how strong is your faith? in your true reality. And I think the United States of America is meant to be a nation under God, and we have fallen away in a large, in the last, I think, 20 years especially, from our ideals as a world, a world-leading culture. Mm-hmm. And just to tie it in with the East, they've specialized in spiritual science. And they've discovered amazing things like astrology through that spiritual science. And we have specialized in antiseptics and buildings and uh, money and structures. And and that's good, too. But both of us are unbalanced. The East is ridden with poverty and illness as a result of their lack of sanitization and things. And the West is overridden with materialism and, and total angry frustration and lack of awareness of God's peace. Yeah. So what did Yogananda say? That these two would come together. And that's what he, he envisioned this after the cataclysm. Mm. So we're seeing it. This is very amazing time to yeah. be alive. 
And, and if, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just, I love what you're saying. And it just made me think for the second time. So I do want to say um, that there is a documentary called Awake uh, for you listeners out there. This is the story of Yogananda. And this was a powerful catalyst for me personally on my mm-hmm. journey. Um, uh. So again, thinking of like low hanging fruit and like if you are, you know, not so secure in your divine connection. Um, that can be a really, and even if you are, it's really inspiring and it really has a high vibration to it. So, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's awake. It's the story of Paramhansa Yogananda. So that may be just, a, you know, it takes what, two hours sure. or something to Very tune good. into that. And, um, Definitely. And it, it really, again, just because it had such a profound effect on me, and uh, I just think that's that could be a really beautiful and fruitful way to connect. Definitely, definitely, that's a great point. And and also, there's other sources. Um, you can look at ananda.org and find endless free resources. You can go to ashajoy.org and find so much free um, spiritual guidance, and it's perfectly tailored to the times that we're in. Mm-hmm. Really highly recommend looking at either Asha, Asha's website or Ananda's website too, because there's valuable resources there mm-hmm. that don't require membership, dogmatism, signing papers, becoming a disciple. It, we're talking about an offering of practical tools through which you can uplift your own awareness. Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful point. Um, so I'm curious about 2021. Do you, so mm-hmm. we've got a lot to get through between, again, this is December yeah. 8th. We have like, it's like we're almost at the finish line and yet it feels like we have a mountain in front of us. Right. <laughs> Speaking for myself, that's how I kind of see like, New Year's seems like it's it's a marathon away, even though we it Gosh. should be a sprint by now. But um, <laughs> but do you have uh, any any significant cosmic alignments that you've noticed for twenty twenty one and any? Yes. Yeah. Yes, certainly. There's a there's a victory that we will witness, and this is what's so cool about astrology is once you can understand how to follow the planets, you begin to form connections in the energy that they express and, and how that might look externally. We, we, it's unwise to say, you know, exactly what will happen. Like, I'm not saying I know an earthquake is going to come, but it's the, um, March in 2021, March 31st, that's the day that Jupiter exits Capricorn and moves into Aquarius. And this is very auspicious because when Jupiter enters Aquarius, all the saints come down from the mountains in India and celebrate spiritual festivals. Mm. And they, they share darshan and they, they, people cook for, I think even over a million sadhus get together in India sometimes mm. for this Kumbha Mela. And why why would they do this when Jupiter is in Aquarius, specifically when Jupiter enters into a a certain point in Aquarius? And that that will happen 
the the official nakshatra of the Kumbha Mela, which is the festival in India that they say is so auspicious. They call it the return of the light. That's scheduled for late February 2022. But in March, Jupiter moves out of the battle. And I'm certain, I'm certain by March 31st, late March, and springtime is fully uh, blooming, that we are in for a glorious spring. Mm -hmm. And I say that because duality of 2020 has been like a plane flying into the ground. It's been going down. And what you can guarantee about God's play is that when it's been going up for a really long time, gosh, it's going it's to soon come down. But when it's been going down, it's going to come back up. Mm-hmm. This is how it's going to be for the rest of our lives in this world. This is how the moon functions too. Two weeks of waxing, that's like... We got some hope. Yeah. We got some good signs. <laughs> and then right now it's waning. Yeah. Today it's waning with Mars on it. So it's like. Yeah, we're at a quarter moon today, aren't we? Uh, it appears moon? that. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit further than that. Okay. I'm actually looking at the 11th. You could be right. Because uh, I have my astrology program in front of me. I've been uh, okay. going through it. Yeah, it's just about that. Mm-hmm. It's a little past a quarter. You're right. Okay. And so the, the moon is waning, right? And theoretically, this is the time in which we're probably going to have a harder time. Okay. <laughs> and when the moon is waxing, we might have a lot of hopes and dreams. But all the while, that's the moon. That's the ego. And it's ob- obligated to experience duality for the rest of its existence. So wouldn't you rather be that stable light, the sun? Yeah. That's what we want to... That's where Jupiter, the guru can lead us. And when when Jupiter gets free from Capricorn Saturn influence, that will be March 31st, 2021. And I hope, and I'm, I'm certain of it, that that big changes in what we think is happening now, it'll be very different next year after that point. Mm-hmm. That's that's a hope of mine, certainly. But it's also, I really feel convinced that by my study of the zodiac and the things that I've seen with Saturn and Jupiter, and when Jupiter finally does pass, we see victories on the planet. Well, that's great. And one of them, when when JFK was assassinated, that was a, ter- a terrible tragedy. He's a man of great, great virtue. Yeah. And and he was assassinated, but in the wake of his death, Jupiter then we we then got done with that Capricorn karma, and there was the civil rights movement. Hmm. And that was a very important time yeah. because uh, 1964, 1963, those were important, pivotal years for yeah. America and probably humanity. So we're there again, and we'll be talking about this. In 28 and a half years, there will be another Saturn in Capricorn, and there will be another kind of like world crisis, and we'll look back on this one and say, remember the virus? Yeah. Remember the lockdowns and the riots? And, and we got through it. Yeah. But yeah, what a and, pivotal and time. And how much, totally. And and how much did it do for you personally? Because that's all that's going to matter when you leave this world. Yeah. Uh, I think, it. right. So, so Jupiter is generous. If you want to grab that low-hanging fruit of Jupiter, 
then be kind and generous to others during a time in which they need it. Give money to the homeless who don't have anywhere to be in this cold time of the year. That's Jupiterian. Saturn will say, I can't get near that homeless person. He might have COVID. I call BS on that spiritual philosophy. St. Francis hugged a leper and that leper became Jesus. And we have every reason to live in that same state of as long as I am a flowing channel of God, grace surrounds me. Mm-hmm. And again, that might be a little higher fruit. Maybe you do want to respect and not give money to the homeless because you might have COVID. It's not saying your Jupiter's going to stay asleep. Just look for those actions for you yeah. that, that, that work, that are generous. Because what, what you're doing is you're activating, you're awakening that part of you that's, that's going to help you succeed when the, in the times that we're, that we're heading into, which are probably going to be quite dark Yeah, from well, the external perspective. Right, right. And there was one more thing before we close. There's a solar eclipse coming, too, in December. Mamma mia, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Do you have anything to say about solar eclipses? I know we had a lunar one last week. Right. So, so eclipses happen when Rahu and Ketu are on the axis of the sun and moon. And that happens in a di- Rahu and Ketu move every 18 months. So it's in a different sign most of the time when these eclipses happen. But it's kind of like the sun and the moon are gateways to the astral world. Mm-hmm. And that, that gateway opens during an eclipse. Yeah. And it sets, it sets events into motion. And it's interesting. We, we had the lunar eclipse. That's during the full moon. Right. Yeah. The solar eclipse <clears throat> happens during the new moon. Mm-hmm. And so the moon's headed towards the sun. And whenever they're together in the chart, that's what symbolizes a new moon. And I believe it's about 18, when they're about 18 degrees from Rahu and Ketu, that eclipse occurs. But somebody asked me the question, what do you do spiritually for an eclipse? They, they say it's not wise to look at the eclipse. Well, keeping in mind that the sun and moon are gateways for higher and lower entities, if you don't feel strong in your spiritual mission as a channel for higher entities then I wouldn't want to put somebody susceptible to uh, that kind of possibility, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is the eclipse is time to channel. There's a battle going on in the astral spiritual world that's reflected here on Earth, and we can gain power from an eclipse if... We're asking fearlessly to be used as an instrument in the battle. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to fight the battle, then don't get involved. Yeah. (laughs) uh, uh, Just do your own spiritual work because it's some people's dharma to act and speak externally too, but it's not everybody's. Yeah. And it's important that you know your own dharma. As it says in the Bhagavad Gita, it's better to fail in your own dharma than to succeed in someone else's. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's a that's a real reference to follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let other people's creative vision of your life dominate what you feel to do. 
And if you don't like how you feel, it's probably because Saturn's dominating there. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a time in which we, we can wake up. It's, so would you try to change yourself if you felt perfect? No. You mm-hmm. have to feel like crap if you want to uh, change yourself. So Saturn's all strong in Capricorn. There's a lot of negative moods and things. And, the, and that's opportunity for Jupiter to say, you know what? I'm cleaning this attic. I'm tired of being so dirty in here. And that's our negative thinking. And we're saying, I want to clean this up so I can be not only a better instrument for others, but so that I can understand the law of attraction, which is that which is coming to you is not an accident. And if you don't like it, then you must change something inside you because mm-hmm. you're the magnet attracting that. And if you want, let's say, wealth, then begin giving money to this universe. If you want a healthy relationship, then begin being a friend to everyone you encounter. If you want deep spirituality and liberation, then Follow a teaching and a guru and try to share that message with all so that others can become enlightened and freed. The law of attraction has exactly to do with that which you've given. And if you haven't been giving because Saturn's too attached and he doesn't think he has enough to give, then we're destined to repeat our karma. Why? Because we're not changing our magnetism. How does magnetism change? By making deposits of generous energy into this world that we find ourselves, as well as offering our own egoic limitations to the divine. Mm -hmm. And with a prayer that sounds like this, I can't do this, but I know that you can. Mm -hmm. You must show me, guide me, help me to be one with you. And if it weren't for these challenges, how hard would we try? at this ultimate quest of life. Yeah, that's that's really, really beautiful. Thank you, Kalidas. This has been amazing. So, so interesting and enlightening. And let's all Good. buckle up and really <laughs> ride out <laughs> the rest and, of this year. Yeah, and praying for each other, yeah. keeping in mind those people you know who are struggling that helps you also get your Jupiterian energy strong is you'll, you'll forget your troubles when you become an instrument to help other people with theirs. Why is that? Because God is now in charge. He's, you've given him the wheel. So use me to help this other person. And in the process, you get more free from your own personal karma. Yeah. If we focus If we only focus on our own personal karma, meaning our own issues and all stuck in that small little world, we're bound to repeat. We need an outside influence, and that is one who's already free. Mm -hmm. So it's said in many great spiritual traditions that you, you won't find spiritual salvation until you get the help of an enlightened master. And I think at this time on earth, in America, the enlightened master that's most popular is Jesus. But I bet you his church is going to go through a big change, too, mm-hmm. through all these challenges. Um, is it enough to attend one Sunday for an hour and then go back to your beer and chips? 
or does spirituality have to be lived and breathed every day of our lives for it to become the asset that God intended it to be? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really fun to talk about these things. It's the most interesting thing uh, we could be talking about. I totally agree. I'm so, so grateful for your time and your wisdom and, uh, and your, your love, your great big light. So thank you so much. Thank you for spending this time with us and, um, and hopefully we can do it again. Yeah, let's, let's do it again after, after all of this blows over and, yeah. and we're um, maybe beyond March 31st, yeah. let's get together and reflect on these things. That'd be a great. That Yes, let's do that. Absolutely. All right. Good. Sounds Thank great. you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Have a beautiful day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you for joining, for listening. If you have enjoyed this, you might feel like you want to pass this information along to others. So please feel free to share uh, the more of us who are just prepared. Um, I have often heard Sandra Walter say, be prepared, not scared. So um, the more, you know, that you can help others as well be prepared, the the better off we, we all will be. So um, please do feel free to share this. And if you're an Apple user, I appreciate your rating, your reviewing, um, or however you can support this endeavor. And um, many blessings to you. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation. <laughs>